0: What's everybody? Welcome back to the Make It Work Podcast. This is Stephanie. And this is Morgan. And how was y'all's week? Because everybody recovered from our last episode where we had a little bit of a meltdown. Everybody feeling okay, feeling safe. I feel a little better. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad that, that we're we're a little bit calmer. We're doing okay. As always. Rate, review, subscribe. All you gotta do is just click the little follow or subscribe button. It's real easy. We come in your little library, you don't have to worry about it. Boom, done. Send us a little review. Tell a friend. The usual. Whole shebang. <laughs> we have been kindfully enlightened that <laughs> maybe our last week's episode came off a slightly man-hating, which does make me sad because I'm not a man-hater. I do love men. I mean, I choose to spend my life with one, so I feel like that's a good sign that I don't think they're all monsters. But because of that, we decided to kind of change our tune a little bit this week remind you that we only hate shitty men and kind of discuss another root problem that is not talked about enough. And you know what? If we don't fix this, then what the fuck else are we going to do?
1: Right. So instead of hating on men, we're going to hate on hating on. Excuse me. Sorry. Instead of hating on shitty men, (laughs) we're going to go way back and talk about shitty girls and women. Yes. We're balancing the
0: scales. Yes, we are balancing because, honest to God, once we can stop being such assholes to each other, it's over for these other bitches. Like, we are going to be unstoppable.
1: Yeah, I think we're kind of heading in that direction on, like, a large scale of just kind of like a vague, broad women supporting women, especially right now supporting black women women which is wonderful and beautiful. But I don't think at least for me, it's not something that has quite translated to my like immediate relationships with women that aren't like my close friends, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I would say I feel like casual adult relationships, you see it a lot. Like you think that once you get out of high school, that you won't have to deal with the mean petty girls as much. But that is not the case. You know, it's, it's still something that goes on. We still get nerves. I went out with some of Charlie's friends last night, and I don't know their wives as well. And I'm like texting my sister. I was like, "Does this often make you want to talk to me?" Because <laughs> <laughs> I really want to make sure people are nice to me. Because a lot of times, for some reason, we still are so catty as adults. And if you have a crew, when somebody new comes in, they're not as receptive. And I take rejection very personally, and I should not, but I do, and I've known as an adult that sometimes women's power move. It's not being openly bitchy. It's not, you know, calling you names. It's something very low-key, and most of the time, men don't even pick up on it. It's just like a, I'll make sure you don't feel welcome. I'll make sure that you feel judged and that you're not wanted here, and I just have to ask why. Did I miss, like, the... The class we took on this, I don't understand it. I don't get it because I fucking love women. My girlfriends are the shit. I love one of the girls who was there last night. She was so much fun and we talked about all kinds of shit and just made it so much much easier. It flowed. It was fun. It made the night go by faster. I'm like, why can't all female interactions be like that? Why do I have to dread because I know... Mm, 7.5 times out of 10 there's probably gonna be some catty bitches there and I'm not gonna expect someone to be kind and welcoming
1: right I mean, and it goes from the beginning of being a girl all the way up to now and we still experience it it's it's like a manipulation thing it's underhanded maybe sometimes it's even subconscious on the people who are being assholes Maybe They want to still feel like they have some kind of standing, status, power, and the way to do that for people who don't (laughs) self-reflect is probably putting other people down to make themselves feel like they're up higher. And you and I, obviously, and we'll say it a million more times, we are big proponents of self-reflection, self-awareness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can probably look back and think of times where I was, like, just kind of a bitch for no reason to make myself feel better in a uncomfortable situation or, like, around new people that I wasn't comfortable with yet. But, I mean, recently, especially since we started this podcast and we've been kind of deep diving into some real shit, I feel like I've had moments where I've been forced to reflect back on moments where I don't think I acted the best and I can't believe I ever acted like an asshole to people, especially other women. And it's not something that I ever think I'll even do subconsciously again. I just don't feel that way.
0: I feel like that's the whole point of so much of the shit we talked about is like once you're aware that you're doing it and you're like, oh, that was kind of shitty because we all, okay, not to toot own horns but Morgan and I are pretty fucking funny and we enjoy being funny we like making each other laugh we like making everybody around us laugh and I know I've probably said some things intentionally unintentionally that have hurt people in hopes of making people laugh I want
1: to be more oh, yeah. aware I've 100% gotten myself in trouble with that
0: yeah and so I know like at that I'm trying to be more conscious of is, is that not everybody has the same sense of humor as me Or, like, we have very, like, sexually forward (laughs) senses of humor. (laughs) And uh, that makes a lot of people uncomfortable. My middle sister especially, I kind of try to... I have the same sense of humor kind of across the board. And it makes her super uncomfortable. And I need to be better about not pushing her boundaries just because I think it's funny. And, you know, I can't think of a specific time where I've ever made anybody necessarily feel left out. But I definitely... Have probably made some jokes where I put my foot in my mouth, you
1: know? For sure. No one's perfect. No one is saying that, like, all of the time you have to be your best self. That's just not how life works. It's never going to work like that. But you've experienced, like, just girl on girl bullying. So have I. I had, like, a relentless bitch in my life for all of elementary school. She, Is like a crack whore in Florida now or something. Thank God. That was mean. All right. That was mean. You know, okay. I'm seeing it in myself, but fuck her, you know?
0: (laughs) But like, I didn't do it. Karma did. I'm just saying. I didn't do it. Karma did.
1: And then she ended up, I moved to Tennessee. I moved back. She was like moving around a little bit. And then we ended up at the same fucking high school.
0: I I did not know that. In a completely different area of the state. Okay. I can bleep this out, but as I start with a Yes. No way. I did not know Uh she fucking went to high school with you. You didn't? No, you told me in seventh grade or eighth grade that I was not allowed to name my child that because I used to love that I still stand by that. I know. I know. But like that, like got X off my baby name at like 14. I had no fucking clue she went to high school with you.
1: Oh, I feel like that was maybe I was just so upset about it. I never said anything, but she did end up going to my high school and she was fine to me because she actually knew me um, and we were both new. Yeah. At the school. So she like, you know, had a new victim or whatever. That's a humbling
0: experience to have the person Uh that you bullied be the only person you fucking know at a new school. (laughs) Uh
1: (laughs) Uh-huh. Fuck yeah. I love that for her. Terrifying. I love that for her too. She like poured a milk on the girl's head. Jesus. Sophomore year or something. Yeah, she was a monster. So there's, you know, like the classic examples of bullying, like when you're young, excluding, like, physically excluding people from a conversation, not inviting people places to, like, where, like, you know, just one person isn't invited to, like, a party or a sleepover or some bullshit like that. Yeah. Very obvious. And then as we get older, it definitely gets more underhanded, less noticeable, less obvious. Yeah
0: and that is when you have to be on high alert and it's fucking scary it is scary and i sucked at it i didn't know if i was stupid or something when i was in like middle school and i would try to explain to someone i was like she's being mean to me and they're like okay well what did she say and i would say like a quote which they said they're like that's not that mean i'm like trying to explain passive aggressiveness i'm like i don't know how to do this to other people i can't be this kind of mean back i had a lot of anger you remember a lot of frustration so people would be like low-key mean to me and then i would react hormonally and um gosh with just a lot of rage honestly and it didn't it never went well because even if i had been antagonized incessantly when people have repeatedly called you names or made passive-aggressive comments and then you're the one who retaliates physically
1: you're You're the one that gets in trouble
0: always you're the one who gets sent to the guidance counselor's office you're the one who has to serve the lunch detention they don't get in trouble for calling you fat or whatever else but if you slam a kid's head in a locker that doesn't go over well
1: no I threatened to kill my bully in fourth grade and got an in school (laughs) suspension (laughs) to be fair though she said she was going to pull my pants down in front of everyone Mm -hmm. and a third party messenger told me that at recess and i was like oh i'm gonna kill her are and they i got that fucking in school suspension yeah wow. zero tolerance kids <laughs>
0: zero tolerance for death, like, are right? you fucking
1: kidding me <laughs> this fucking bitch man she said she was gonna fucking shank me in front of everyone what like oh okay do? okay
0: prison rules here fine that's fine i get it
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right i'll just won't say it next time i'll just fucking do it how's that <laughs>
0: You're you're like 12 years old. You cry when you really don't want to. I do not miss that at all. I'm scared. That's what being pregnant is like that, like, you just start crying and then you're pissed off that you're crying and you can't stop it. Like, I'm terrified. what a horrible feeling. Oh, it's the worst. And so then people are being mean to you. You can't even explain. Like, try to tell your mom why you pulled a chair out from someone and then they stabbed (laughs) you so that you both had to go to detention because she called you a name. Like, but in a certain tone she called you that name in front of the class everybody heard. Adequately describing that situation at 13, doesn't go well, it doesn't. Mm -mm. And I just remember, then I would make this whole veer on a path where I would try when I moved here to like hang out with more boys because I've been bullied incessantly by girls. But then I saw the whole path that where you see girls who are like, I can't be friends with girls because only boys understand me. And I'm like, oh, no, nope, hard left. Don't want to be that person. Like, yeah. I don't want to not have girlfriends. But then you have to learn how to speak girl. And that is, I don't even know how to teach it. Like if I had a daughter, I'd have no idea how to teach it. Like, how do you teach like, hey, If someone's low-key mean to you, you have to match their pettiness, but not overdo it because then you're going to cause a snowball effect. But if you don't at least match their pettiness, a lot of times then they're going to walk all over you and keep doing it.
1: Right. So that's one tactic. I think the overall message that girls should be receiving, especially if they're experiencing some kind of like bullshit the way that you're talking about is... We really got to try not to give a fuck because if you don't give a fuck or if you at least if you act like you don't give a fuck it takes the fun out of it for the other person the other person's trying to get a rise out of you the other person's trying to get a laugh from other people but if you're just like N- all right
0: see that never worked for me also i feel like what i want the message to be is that we stop fucking doing that to each other well Yes, obviously, we don't want to do that. It's level 10 bullshit, okay? Like, that's the goal, the ultimate uh, 10, 20 generational goal is that we stop fucking torturing each other. But I do like that idea. I just personally never had it work for me. It did not work for
1: me as a young person
0: no because if you pretend like you don't understand then people act like oh you don't get it like you're not in on the joke like you don't understand why we're i mean there are just so many fucking layers
1: to girls being mean to each other it's overwhelming yeah
0: i do believe that modeling like okay you're acknowledging like hey maybe i did wasn't that what i did wasn't nice and then we talk about it and other people hear us talk about it we have this conversation with our other friends they realize they're kind of being dicks to each other and you're like I love women. You love women. We want nothing but the best for each other. So why the fuck are we the ones making each other feel bad?
1: Right. And it's a shame because when you come in contact with women who aren't like that, like I just went away for a few days with two other couples that my boyfriend has been friends with for half of his life. So these are important people to him. You know, the guys don't give a fuck. They're just like happy to be drinking on a beach kind of a thing. And the girls were fucking brilliant. we They invited me to dinner a few days before the vacation even started. They were welcoming. They pulled me aside. They had me help them pick out whatever bathing suit they were going to wear that day, just like super inclusive. And it's a shame because that was surprising yes and it really fucking helped
0: it, and when you have a good girlfriend like that there's nothing better like to me again love men this is not a men hating episode okay we we got our feelings out last week we love you but when you have a good girlfriend and strong women around you okay miss i say and just, just like just hear snoring in the background <laughs> When you have strong, supportive women around you, to me, those are the relationships that, like, help rebuild you from the ground up when things hit the fan.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's, like, you know, romantic relationships are great, but I hate the idea of, you know, that person being the one who, like, completes you or builds you back up from the ashes or whatever. Like, that's your own work. That's the work and the time that you put in, but God damn it. If it doesn't fucking help to have your bitches around you yeah. sending you, sending you good, strong vibes all the time and checking in and making sure that you're aware that there's other people around for you.
0: Like, what the fuck? Why don't we all do that all the time? I don't know well it's like, okay, it helps it does help like when we talked about the nudes episode we're like why the fuck are we sending men nudes when our girlfriends us up 10 times more than any man ever has and when you have a good girlfriend like okay here's the thing if you're fresh out of college and you haven't found that your core adult friends yet because god no one fucking warned me how much harder it was going to be to make girlfriends after you graduate school but My good adult girlfriends, when I have good shit happen in life, they're my fucking cheerleaders. They're my hype men. When things burned all around me, they're like, you're going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. This fucking sucks. Would you like a glass of wine? Do you want some cheese fries? We're going to be okay. Everything It's like they're the foundation that your house can burn down to. And, you know, you can build it back up on.
1: Yeah. And it's just total bullshit that. It's not. Recognized at a young age and built from there i don't talk to people that i went to elementary school with i don't talk to the girls i went to high school with and i had like a pretty solid group of girlfriends in college but i live an hour and a half away and no one fucking reaches out and i'm not really friends with them anymore at all so being a woman is fucking hard yeah period but we really should be better friends to each other and we have a whole episode on like being a good girlfriend so that's not really the point of this episode but it's just like examining how and why we're such dicks to each other
0: exactly the fact that you had kind people on vacation with you i went to the dinner last night and i was kind of anxious which like i don't have social anxiety i'm pretty extroverted but uh, and i was so pleasantly surprised that someone actually wanted to talk to me there and didn't make me feel left out. And we're both like, oh, like relief rather than expecting that. Mm-hmm. We're talking about all the culture changes we need on every other level. Why aren't we talking about that?
1: I don't know. And I'm happy to start the conversation with you because it's super important and it affects everyone. Because even if you're a woman, or I'm sorry, even if you're a man, you're around women. If you're in a relationship with one, you're friends with one, you're related to women. So I'm sure even if you haven't directly experienced anything that we've talked about, I'm 100% sure you've heard your people, the women in your life, talking about it, talking about the passive aggressiveness, talking about the, you know, needing to wear the right outfit so that you fit in, but that you still look like yourself and and you seem approachable and not too sexy. And it's like, well, I want to look really beautiful, but I want to be the most beautiful because I don't want to intimidate anyone. Or like, I want to look sexy, but I don't want to look that sexy because I want to make sure everyone else feels good. It's like,
0: okay. Yeah, you want to look like Who you tried too hard. Right. Like no dude has ever thought like, I wonder if, if I wear this outfit, if I'm going to fit in with everybody. No, never. Never have yeah. they ever thought that thing. And I, all the time I literally text my my sister that last night. I was like, this and she's like it looks like you would love an iced coffee in the afternoon a rosé at night and that i would want to come hang out with you it's a good outfit just wear it i'm like okay thanks (laughs) like that's all i need that's a great thing but why the fuck do (laughs) it but it's true i mean i'm sure you've done the same thing i mean it's why why do we do that but it was i was i was nervous when i'm with my girlfriends i don't feel that because i know i guess it's because i know they like me for being around me And they enjoy my company and want me there. Whereas when you're in a new group or like you're the date of somebody who's wanted there, you're not sure if you are wanted there. So you feel like you have to like almost chameleon it or find your spot in that group. And like, what is your role going to be there?
1: Right. And it's just hard to be yourself as an adult woman Mm
0: -hmm. in a new
1: situation like that. Yeah. Because unfortunately, still women who feel and express that they feel secure with who they are and their role in life and how big their personality is or how loud their laugh is it's like the first time you meet someone it's like oh that they're just too much yeah they don't fit in
0: and that's what we talked about not like dimming ourselves or turning our volume down and i do feel that way in like long-term situations like dating wise I was fine with that but then I still find myself same thing you're saying in a group situation toning myself down I'm like you can't curse as much as you normally curse when you don't know these people or you can't tell really gory gross ER stories you don't know these people yet like take it down a notch don't be too much I'm like why the fuck am I doing that why because we care too much what other people think that's what it boils down to which is on and, us too Oop, go ahead as I say that's on us too
1: Oh, it's totally on us. It's fucking annoying. But it's like we have to play the game in order to <laughs> continue to have a social life with people that we don't already have established relationships with. Yeah. But and then the other thing we were talking about was like, why why is there this manipulation game? Why is there the passive aggressiveness, the like, you know, sassy giving women the up down look when they walk into a room and they're the new one? Yeah, And I feel like in the same vein where it's like the last episode we were talking about where I went on a rampage about men wanting, wanting to control women and feel bigger and stronger or whatever. In this case, it's a similar situation where if you feel like you're already in an established group, like you're the wife, you're the girlfriend, you are you guys have had this relationship for a while, the guys have had this relationship for a while. And then someone new comes in, you still want to feel as though you're at the top. Yeah. You want to feel like your relationships have been around longer. Your relationships are more solid. Your relationships are more important. And inviting someone new in could change the dynamic of that. And then you might be lower. I just don't. I mean, I don't feel that way. So I can't really understand the psychology of it. But I assume it's a power thing.
0: Yeah. Like they feel threatened. By a new person, yeah, yeah. Say so, I don't know. I had obviously I had a crew of friends. In my divorce, I I lost like my big crew of couple friends. Really, I mean, I keep up with a few people, but you know, that's what happens when you get divorced. Is like you lose friends in the divorce a lot of times, just because. I mean, you can't go. Nobody's, no one, none of our friends have ever been anything but kind to me and supportive. But you can't go to the Christmas party. Of your ex-husband's fraternity brothers and their wives like you you can't do that nope it's just as a no-go you don't want to do that no so it's and i mean but like you lose that crew of people but like in there i had you know an established place like i knew like i guess my role like i knew where i was it was safe it was easy and then now restarting all that over again and that i'm the newest girlfriend i'm not a wife like i'm you know the new one at the table and I'm like god I haven't had to do this shit in so long I haven't I haven't been the new one at work in so long I haven't been the new one at school in so long I haven't been the new girl from or new wife in so long I'm like I don't know how to fucking do this anymore I forgot and so then sometimes I kind of fall into where I think I'm comfortable and then when I'd previously been in other crews before and I just was myself I felt very judged and like oh my god she's a lot or she's really loud or you know i don't know like unwanted there and maybe that was my own bias like i had it all in my brain but it sure as fuck didn't feel like it at the time no i feel like when we have
1: gut feelings like that about social situations about any situation you have to you know, temper your thoughts a little bit and make sure you're not spiraling out of control. But for the most part, your gut feeling is telling you something. Yeah. You
0: have some intuition that somebody's, especially like we're two. So I'm like, I feed off people's energies. <laughs> I'm, like, right. I'm like, I don't know exactly how you're feeling, but I know that you just became like colder towards me and I don't know why. And that is like throwing me off some. So I'm going to like tone myself down because all I want to do is like, just be welcome here. That's it.
1: You know, I would be curious if, now that you've mentioned because we are twos and you and I have had very similar situations and experiences with feeling this way in groups of women, I'm wondering if there's a difference in personality types, yeah, how they kind of process a situation like that, because, yeah, I can sense when someone's vibe towards me changes immediately like the actual energy around me changes and I feel weird
0: yeah like you almost like want to be quiet because you don't want it to keep getting worse
1: right and you shut down because you're like something shifted I feel it in my body and now I need to try and get back to wherever we were before Mm -hmm. so I'm wondering if people who focus on different things especially in social situations and don't kind of read the energy in a room intuitively the way we do if they experience something similar or not
0: i'm saying i'd be really curious i i would love to know i would love to know because i see people also i'm sure for both of us you you would never see you and i in a room of new people and think that we were uncomfortable neither of us we may we'll talk about it right now but like you would have never known looking at me last night that i was uncomfortable or nervous like it would never show like you would have no idea And so I have girlfriends who look more confident than me and I have girlfriends who look way less confident than me. And I am curious sometimes what's going through their head. And I do feel as if maybe because I don't like to be left out, I've always tried to make sure people feel welcome. So when I feel that shift and they feel unwelcome, I'm like, try to like pull them into a conversation because that's the same kind of energy change that also like throws me off hmm but so i'm like they have to. there has to be something maybe it's not that they think that people think they're too much like maybe they think that people don't think they're funny or maybe they think that people don't think they're smart or like whatever thing that is important to them but i i feel as if almost everyone in my life i've seen gauge how they're wanted in a room right but maybe it's for different reasons i don't know it's that was that was That's a good cool. point i feel like we would need really need somebody else's perspective on that yeah send us a message yeah, so somewhere let, let us if know you what
1: feel differently yeah and then another thing that i mean we can touch on now but we talked about earlier is maybe something that could even be its own episode is in nursing specifically or like at work i guess it's kind of the same, same thing You know, we're talking about social situations where you're maybe like the new girlfriend, the new wife, and you're around a new group of women and you're trying to kind of find your spot, but still be
0: yourself. Mm -hmm. Things feel weird. Yeah. let's say nurses, if you're not in nursing, we are known for eating our young. It's fucked up. It's so fucked up. It's one of the reasons why I like teaching and I like working with new people. Because the same thing you've talked about, it's like you have this vibe that people don't feel welcome they don't feel competent. And helping someone feel competent is awesome. But yeah, nurses are assholes. Okay. Like that whole trend on TikTok where they're like, oh, you're a nurse now. How was being the bitch in high school? I'm like, okay, first of all, I wasn't, but I, I know exactly what you're talking about and you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> She's still kind of a bitch. I, I get it. I know what you're talking uh-huh. about. Yeah.
1: But there's bullying between women in the workplace just in, you know, an office environment, too, because I've experienced that before I went into nursing as well. Not so much a, you know, I mean, staff nurses are kind of all generally on the same level. It's not like someone's your boss, but if you've been around longer and you have more experience and you like things done a certain way, like you can just be a total fucking asshole, especially when we give report, which like gives me anxiety to this day. I fucking hate it. But yeah, same. I hate giving IC report. uh, (laughs) I don't blame you (laughs) in the corporate environment. It's like spaces for powerful women are so few and far between, or it feels like it's so few and far between that the competition level is just ramped the fuck up and in order to get ahead to your in you know a corporate career as a woman it is just so different you know and the competition is i like definitely more mental and you know i feel like with men it's like if someone wins a spot over another guy either it's like they don't care or they become a serial killer <laughs> But with women, it's just like a whole fucking back and forth of bullshit if someone does better than another person.
0: agree, And it's like forever long. It is. And it's, it's a, well, this woman got passed up for a promotion for me three years ago, so I'm going to make her do this bitch work now that I'm her boss. Mm-hmm. Wait, like a little bit. Can't fucking let go. No, we can't. And it's, we're obviously making large generalizations, but I think what it boils down to, I was thinking about this while we're talking, while you're talking, what you're saying to me is you always hear about sensitivity being considered a weakness. And I see women in power all the time. Like our, some of our female doctors, especially the young ones, almost feel this need or the PAs to be bitchy mm-hmm. in order to be taken seriously. Like they consider, they, I don't, I'm generalizing, but it seems as if they think if they're kind, that they'll be seen as weak and I am so fucking sick of sensitivity and kindness and being emotionally intelligent, being seen as weak. So if we were to tap into that part of ourselves and the thing that women shine at is we are usually better at being emotionally receptive of people and we use that to our advantage rather than that seeing that as a weakness in other human beings. I feel like we would have fucking excel in the workplace and we wouldn't have to be over fucking dominating each other because there's no way you sleep well at night knowing that you're being a raging bitch on day on purpose. No, this reminds
1: me of what we talked about last week with, or maybe it was private with the Brene Brown thing. Do you want to touch on that?
0: Yes, I know what you're going. Okay, so like go how ahead. she was talking about like all of time, which is, this, so Charlie and I got in a discussion about this thing. He's like, he's a good man. We talked about this. Like sometimes good men don't understand that they're shitty men. And he's like, I truly believe that men and women just work together for all of time. And because women could be at home and do those things like men were working. I was like, that's because you're kind hearted and because you probably haven't ever raped someone. Well, I know you haven't ever raped someone or like, (laughs) you know, abused a woman because she didn't do what she wanted. So I can see where you have that positive outlook on the world. And he's like, I think they, you know, they work together and they balance each other. And I was like, well, it was kind of back then we didn't have machines. We didn't have that kind of stuff men ruled because they were strong. And when you are strong, you get to be in power. And then we have machines, we have things that can do those kind of things for us and it became intelligence. And it was in the time that women were starting to have more and more freedom and women are equally intelligent to men and our brains work differently. So there's different fields that we're more intelligent in just like there are different fields that statistically men are more intelligent in. And so it's given us a more equal playing field. And then Brene Brown was talking about in the future, You know, we have these machines that do heavy lifting. We're now having computers that are a different type of machine that do intelligent work for us. The future is going to be dependent on humans being the only ones who are emotionally intelligent and able to be receptive and kind and understand other people's emotional needs. Therefore, the future, the people who will be in power are those who are able to understand each other's emotions, which, fuck, that's when women are going to take over the world, honestly, because... God knows I shouldn't have to teach why that would hurt someone's feelings so much to so many different men in my life, but I do. Mm -hmm. I I have had to explain so many times to countless men in my life, "Hmm, maybe if you took that point that you have that's very valid and you send it in a slightly kinder, less aggressive tone, it would have been received better than it was received when you were such a dick about it. Yep. Like, that's a gift. That's a... That is something we have and not everyone else has. And often women are seen as weaker because we are nurturing. And you know what? Women are seen as weaker, we were talking about last week, because when they get pregnant, oh, they gave up their career, they could have been something. Do you know how much strength it takes for a woman to go, mm, I didn't really want to get pregnant yet. I liked my job, but I'm gonna put me on hold and t- care for this small human. And I'm going to make the world a better place through this person rather than through my job I was doing. That is a different level of strength. That is a different kind of strength. And I am so fucking sick of that being seen as a weakness because we care about other human beings.
1: This seems to be kind of a recurring theme where it's like generally rule number one, don't be an asshole. We said this a bajillion times. Yeah. Number two. The reason that that you and I at least perceive people as being assholes is because they're just not considerate to the people that they are taking up space with. Yeah. Whether it's physically, mentally, or emotionally. Yeah. And
0: they tell you see other arguments for why why women aren't in more high level positions and why women aren't leaders as much is because they can't be as cutthroat and cold. But why why is that? The qualities we're looking for in a leader. Right. And you know, they make other comments about asking for more money. I am a very empathetic person and I care way too much what other people think and how they're feeling, and I don't know how to fucking turn it off. And I would, and if somebody knows how, tell me. But I also have no issue asking for more money. None. I've been negotiating my pay since I graduated college. I negotiated my pay when I worked a fucking Subway. Like, I have no issue asking for more money. I also have no issue on managing someone, telling them they did something wrong. I might do it in a less cold way than you do. It might take me a little bit longer. But you know what? When I tell someone something they did wrong and I have a teaching moment, more than likely, if I invest 30 minutes now, it will probably be a final discussion. Whereas if you're a cold-hearted asshole and threaten them in five minutes now, that's going to be an ongoing problem, and you're going to have to continuously invest those five minutes and probably not even fix the problem. So, why is it that when we do things through kindness and through a different approach, and we think about how we talk to others, that's considered weak? Why is it that when you are the new person at work, you don't want to take up space because you don't want to be a problem? And when you want to be respected, you feel as if you have to be tough because you can be sensitive and tough. Those two are not. Mutually exclusive. Yes. It's kind of like when they say, How can you be brave if you're scared? But like, you really can't be brave unless you're scared. Yeah. Because in everything, at least in my things in life, I've been through some shit. I would consider myself very tough. But I feel like the toughest thing about me is that I have not given up and I have not decided to shut myself down or be cold. And I continue to allow myself to have bad shit happen because I don't want to get rid of my potential for joy. And that's fucking
1: admirable and something that I look up to you about a hundred percent of the time it's fucking brilliant and amazing and you just do it naturally but that doesn't change the fact that it's amazing that I'm super proud of you for it well thank you but it it's the same thing when we're like just to circle back and to kind of tie this in a neat bow there there's no need for women you know, crawling on top of each other to try and like have a power position in social relationships either. And by the way, if you think that you're making you look cool to be the one who gives a bitch the up down when they walk in the room or, you know, acts like someone's not good enough for you and you think that maybe your significant other is going to be like, oh my God, she's top dog or whatever fucking bring bring a sad looking woman into the circle and make them feel welcome and see how much your wee wee gets eaten that night okay <laughs> you look you look nurturing you look kind you look like you're the top dog because you're the one who's bringing in a new person and being welcoming yeah you're making that person's significant other feel relaxed that their person is like doing okay
0: at a new social interaction yeah and it just fucking lifts everybody up and so and you're gonna have a better night because you have a new person to talk to and not have the same old conversations with and get to know exactly stop making these qualities that we don't have and don't want to have what we look at to as powerful and strong there is awesome fucking wonderful thing in being a female and owning that feminine soft kind loving side and that doesn't make you weak and if we use that gut instinct more i think the world would be a better place rather than trying to hide it couldn't agree more yeah all right well anything else on just not being assholes to one another no
1: i feel like now more than ever it's really important to be self-aware of how considerate or inconsiderate your being to the people that you are around. Lift each other up when you have a moment to be able to do so. And if you feel like you need to be lifted up and you don't have someone to do that for you. Yes, you do. It's us. We're here. here DM we are. Us,
0: email us. We got you. We're great hype women. Fucking incredible hype women. It's true. Yeah. We're always here. Where can they reach us at Morgue? So if you'd like to reach us, our Instagram is at Make It Work Podcast.
1: Twitter is at Make It Work Pod. Facebook.com slash Make It Work Podcast. And if you would like to send us an email, if you need some hype, happy to do it via email. But if you've listened to this episode and you kind of didn't resonate with the feeling and energy in a room and you've had different experiences as a woman in a social situation or in a corporate situation, then we would fucking love like a Detailed email from you about what your experience has been, and in order to do that, it is makeitworkpodcast at gmail dot com.
0: Boom, done. All right, MORG, have a good weekend. Good night. I love you. I love you too.